welcome to another episode of Free Basketball Grizzlies Edition. I am your host, as always. I am Daniel Greer. You can follow me at Daniel Greer on Twitter. We are presented to you by the Lead Sports Media. You can also follow them at the Lead SM on Twitter. But I just want to start with something very small, but it's very big to myself. I want to say thank you. Uh, this this um, kind of endeavor that I've done by myself uh, with Free Basketball Family has done really well. Our episodes have kind of taken a life of their own. Uh, they're doing very good. I know that the heartbeat of this podcast is Memphis. It's the 901. And so kind of jumping out on my own a little bit, Having uh, new friends join us on here, meeting new people, seeing the other side of the ball, the maybe the enemy at times, which is probably this podcast, but uh, we like to call them our frenemies. But I just want to say thank you. Uh, it, it's been fun. It, it's definitely going to continue. I, I spoke to Ryan this week, and um, he assured me that the episodes are doing very well and maybe doing better than the other podcasts we're on, the NBA podcast. But if you don't join us yet on The Locker Room every Thursday night at 7 o'clock, please do. Our free basketball crew, which is me, Ryan, and Cody, we do a, a really good job. We have a lot of fun, and that's what's different, is we do have a, we have a lot of fun over there. We talk a lot of trash. Me and Cody, at times, don't exactly see eye-to-eye on topics. But that's where Ryan comes in and kind of keeps us straight, uh, sends us back to our corner, and we come out fighting in the next round. But, uh, but thank you, uh, first and foremost, because this has been a, a lot of fun. I have a lot of people up my sleeve that I'm trying to maneuver throughout this. Um, weirdly enough, I do have another mouth surgery coming up, so we might have to transition this into uh, someone taking over for a short stint. As you probably can kind of still hear, I do have somewhat of a lisp, and there, there's a lot of slurring, uh, even though I slurred my, my verbiage early on. But um, the mouth surgery should be coming in March, uh, potentially. Uh, so if that happens, I'm not sure how long I'll be out. But either way, this will continue to go on. We will still have interviews, and we will have some really good ones. Let's get into the interview this week. This was a fun one. Well, kinda. It it was a little fun because one, I like Mikey Shumes, who is our guy. Um, and he is a very much a friend of the podcast, very close friend of Ryan and Cody. But I want to have him on because he's a Pelicans fan. He wrote for uh, uh, the fan sided part of the Pelicans uh, for a good bit and kind of finally had to step away. Um, he's starting a family. Uh, him and his wife are uh, soon-to-be proud parents. And so we talk a little bit about that, and we get into a lot about the Pelicans and what it looks like on that side of the ball uh, with their fan base. And from my understanding, just by listening to him, they have a very strong Twitter fan base. I know our Grizzlies fan base is big, and we're a hive at times. And you don't come after John Morant, especially if you're from eh, Atlanta. Yeah, bad hair dudes. You don't come to it. You don't come to Memphis. But, uh, but today's was very fun. 
And I hope you're enjoying all these. And if you have anything that you want us to uh, kind of put into clutch time, we do have some new stuff. A lot of my friends that are listening are giving to me a lot of questions. Um, and so I'm trying to intermingle them, have some fresh stuff on there because one, I think it's fun. Every person I've had on here has very much loved the clutch time part. So I hope you're enjoying it too. I know I am. But without further, further ado, let's get into the interview this week. He is Mikey Shooms. Enjoy. Today, we have a special guest. He is a friend of me. He is a special friend of the podcast. He is a Pelicans fan, unfortunately, ladies and gentlemen. But as I told you, we would make sure we bring over the enemy and talk to them and kind of see how the Grizzlies look on the other side of life, but also get to know these uh, these teams and uh, the expertise of people like Michael Sumner, a.k.a. Mikey Shooms. What's up, man? Mikey Shooms, yes, sir. How's it going? Thanks for having me. Yeah, man. Uh, well, um, the, the Pelicans beat us, okay. Yeah, you know. thanks for having me even more now. <laughs> <laughs> That's the problem with these is I, I'm either usually in between a back-to-back or there's a day off in between. I'll try to hopefully catch somebody on the podcast on the team that we um, have just played or are going to play. This is the first time I've ever had to talk to somebody pretty quickly after a game, and it's not fun. I want to make sure all your listeners know that you you messaged me to like, hey, you good to do it tonight when y'all were winning, and I, <laughs> I still said yeah, and then all of a sudden it turned around. Well, um, I know it might seem like that, and we were, <laughs> but I do it based off my kids and not off the That's actual fair. games because uh, they. I looked into the room; they were both passed out. <laughs> my wife was passed out i figured it's not that late let's go ahead and go uh we are recording this right after the game on saturday night this will not come out till monday so you'll hear this on a monday but we want to get some instant reactions but as you all know we have to do a game called clutch time it's very simple i'm going to ask you a bunch of questions some are one uh one answer one word you can go as long as you want short as you want uh but whatever you do don't be like ryan meadows <laughs> that's kind of my life motto so we're already in sync <laughs> all right mikey shooms are you ready for clutch time yes sir let's go all right uh we're coming up on the super bowl and this will be out right after so don't screw it up super bowl <laughs> champion this year i gotta go with kansas city mm. I just think they, they've already started off real well you know they've played them once i just think that their weapons are too much I'm still torn. I, I At this point, honest to God, I'm still torn. I don't know who I'm going to pick. Um, I have not put my money in, in, on anybody just yet. Um, all right, so three-pointer or dunk? Well, personally, three-pointer because I'm not doing the other one. <laughs> no, but what, what what makes you, as a fan, just you love? just. I, I would say that the dunks are always going to bring the excitement. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's my favorite, too. All right, first job. Um technically blueberry picking as a child but if we're gonna talk real things with w2s and stuff then uh working at sharon williams which is actually where i got ryan started back in the day long time friend of ryan um all right so we won't ask too many questions about ryan tonight but first car for you uh a bmw that was almost my age wow <laughs> graduation gift from an uncle he'd have already driven it into the ground <laughs> first place you've ever visited 
I'm sorry, not ever. What's your favorite place? Not first. Uh, actually, Eastern Tennessee. I love going in the mountain area. Uh, I'm a big fan of like whitewater rafting. Okay. So kind of going up in that area is a, a lot of fun. So the Ocoee River. That's right. Look at that knowledge. Man, my, my brain is huge. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, where's someone that you somewhere you haven't visited, but I always wanted to? Uh, I'd say anywhere just a little further up north, um, you know, northeast New York, any of the big cities up there, just somewhere out of the south, really. I've, I've barely gotten out of the south. Mm. Me as well. Uh, been out of the country once. I don't think I've ever been up north. Uh, supposedly I did when I was two, but who remembers that? All right, so let's get into uh, a fun, some fun ones. If you were a breed of dog, which one would you be? Oh, I'm going to go with a uh, coonhound because I have one, and she's nice and lazy, and I'm like, yeah. I, that, that's my lifestyle right there let's like just kind of keep it chill <laughs> like that fits me personally yeah uh is there a breed of uh, or a type of dinosaur that you would bring back oh one if i go with one i'm definitely i'm gonna keep it in the plant eating family uh, i don't want to, to mess up so <laughs> let's go with like a, a brachiosaurus <laughs> <laughs> i have no clue that's actually a real dinosaur yeah i might have messed that one up <laughs> that's all right uh all right uh a nickname uh, outside of Mikey Shumes, uh, I've been called Shumner for a long time, which started from uh, someone telling that they hated the whole Shumner family. And they said, well, except for Danny and Scott. So I was the only one left. <laughs> <laughs> so Shumner kind of came from that one. Yeah. That, and you'll hear about, his, um, I, I guess, your Twitter handle, but it always confused me because I know you as Mikey Shumes. And I see that on there and I'm like, okay, your real name Sumner. I, I'm so I, I was confused. Yeah, um, it's it's been really good because I work in education and those extra letters in the middle mean that none of my students have ever been able to find me. <laughs> All right. Uh, last four. Uh, personal favorite sports moment. Oh, personal favorite. I'm going to go with the Saints Super Bowl. Okay. Uh, favorite athlete of all time? Oof. Um, that's tough. All time. I grew up loving Larry Bird. Mm. um I'm a, I'm a shooter first and foremost it's kind of my game playing basketball uh so new age I, I really fell in love with Steph Curry but then as everyone else started to I felt a little bit like people were gonna think I was on the bandwagon uh but I think if I had to just pick one I think I'm gonna go with with Larry Legend Larry the legend um he's just a good old white boy <laughs> <laughs> just a hit from French lit <laughs> All right, so uh, last two. Uh, why do you think we use the number two pencil and not others? You might actually know the reason. But if cool. not, give me your best reasoning. I'm going to assume like almost everything else that it is driven by money and that maybe somebody who worked <laughs> in standardized testing had a little bit of stock in the uh, number two pencil world and we're like, oh, yeah, that's the one we're going with. Well, there are other numbers uh we just uh use mainly the number two all right last one uh so you're starting a business you're either taking it over or starting it from the ground you gotta fix you gotta pick four people to run it with you who are the four people and why oh so am i supposed to be going like like wide scale pulling out celebrity and famous business people or well, you go you're running the business you want to make <laughs> money so okay who are you taking to oh. run this business with you so many factors I feel like I would need to, to really know. But if I'm just going to wing it, I'm going to go with at least one really successful business owner. My brain automatically goes to Shark Tank. And because <laughs> of the basketball connections, I'm going to take Cuban. Uh, he's also just my favorite NBA owner. 
uh, even, you know, even over Gail Benson with the Pelicans. I just, I love Cuban fan slash owner. Yeah. So I went with Cuban. He's, he's right away. He's my experienced guy. And then outside of that, uh, I think I'm going to be, you know, be loyal to the family and bring in my little brother. Who's like, he's super tight with money. And so I just know like he's going to take care of me. And then, uh, I'm going to bring in at least one celebrity endorser. I'm thinking I'm, I'm pulling in somebody out of the NBA world. Someone's going to bring my message to the people. I'll go with Zion, you know, my guy representing mm. new Orleans. Uh, and so then after that, Oh, last person. Don't screw it up. I know someone's gonna get really offended if they don't get on the list like my older brother who I'm not including. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go with, I'm going to take my wife just in case she listens to the podcast. So let's get her on there too. That's smart. Hey, baby. <laughs> well, hey, <laughs> shout out. That's yeah, right. No, no that's a, yeah. So that's always a, uh, usually a fun one. I try to, I try to, I guess, change them up each and every week, but um, I figured we'd try to do something a little bit different. And so that's always fun because you, you start thinking, yes, you want to run the business, but you're also like, all right, who do I have to include personally, not include, <laughs> uh, including the wife is always smart. Uh, but I like that. No, that was good. Uh, that I, I, I always enjoy clutch times. My favorite because it's, it's, it's off the rails. It's different. Um, it's sports related, but it's, you know, it's not, yeah, it was fine. uh, but it's always a good time, a uh, good icebreaker, but, um, all right. So we'll get into you a little bit. What are you doing these days? Um, what have you done in the past? Uh, what brings you to be a Pelicans fan? Uh, give us a little uh, rundown of you just a little bit. Sure. So uh, I'm always kind of first and foremost, I feel like if you're lucky enough to live in an area that has sports teams, you got to support them. And so, you know, even whenever they haven't been good, I've always been a, a Pelicans slash Hornets fan back then. Um you know, LSU Tigers, I'm for Baton Rouge, so got to cheer for LSU, uh, the Saints, all that stuff. And so that's kind of what got me started. I've had some up and down experiences being a fan of the New Orleans basketball teams. Uh, but we've had some great players, which has been really cool. And I was pumped when we got CP3. Uh, my wife will tell you when we won the Zion lottery, I was in here going nuts, screaming, <laughs> running around the house. Um, so we, we've had some good moments and some good players. Anthony Davis, of course, too. Um but so that's kind of what got me into being a fan. And then personally, I really enjoy writing. And so uh, two summers ago now, I don't know, time doesn't exist with COVID anymore, but right. I think it was two summers ago. Um, I got on writing for uh, the Pelican Debrief, which is the fan-sided um, Pelican dedicated blog. Uh, and I really enjoyed it, but it was just kind of time consuming and they wanted a little bit more out of me than I felt kind of personally able to give. Yeah. Um, and especially now, you know, my wife and I are starting a family. So I stepped away from the writing side. I'm still a big fan. I think I've watched all but like two games this year. And the two I missed, I was like going to watch and then they lost. And I was like, ah, I don't need to put myself through that. <laughs> so, because, you know, every now and then I'm busy, but I'll come home and watch them. It's like, yeah, I think I can just let this one go. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, shout out to uh, you starting the, starting the family. Um, yeah. I got, I got two kiddos of my own. They run my life. Uh, sent them to my mom's house today and for roughly two ish, three hours, it was quiet. I didn't know what to do. I went out and worked in the yard. Um, and my wife got home, she had to do some kind of teaching at uh, her school. And she was like, Oh, what do I, what am I supposed to do now? And so it's just, it's life. 
it, yeah. it's, it's always changing but I mean, uh, so a fun story just uh yeah. i don't know add a little color to the pot so <laughs> i was in a tennis tournament today and a what? Uh, so a tennis tournament a tennis okay i thought you said yeah, tempest. Yeah. i was like what is the tempest <laughs> it, it gets heated <laughs> um so it's pretty close to the house so i play the first set and it's freezing i'm like i didn't dress warm enough i'm gonna run home and grab some clothes so i come home my wife gets up and she's like hey um my water might have just broke <laughs> uh mike yeah like what so what it's like well, i don't know like i don't i'm not I have no contractions and so it's like so like what should I do? Just well, you can you can go back. Just like keep your phone on you. <laughs> so I played the rest of the tournament. Like, all right, guys, before you start playing, let me introduce myself. I'm gonna have my phone on loud. I apologize, but if it rings, I'm out of here. Yeah. So uh, we almost really started a family today. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we're close. Yeah. We're, well, so we're still about six weeks out, which is why we were like, oh, it's a little early. Right. And uh, I think it was just a little bit of false symptoms. So that's okay. So, Holding steady right now. Well, my birthday is on March 26th. So if she wants to wait till then, that's fine. Uh, that's pretty close to the six-week part. My wife. Yeah, went, March March 20th is the uh, date, uh, actually. I'm just saying, if she wants to hold out, uh, get to, uh, <laughs> was it 41 weeks? That's always a bonus. Um, you tell her that. Yeah, my <laughs> you wife, tell her my, to hold that baby in there. <laughs> my wife went to there, and it was just like, what are we doing? What are we doing? <laughs> uh, all right. Well, where can people find you uh, on Twitter right now? Uh, my Twitter name is Shumner or Shumner, depending on your pronunciation <laughs> of a made up word, I guess. Uh, it's S-C-H-U-M-N-E-R. Uh, and that's pretty much all I tweet about are Pelicans games. So if that's what you like, that's what you're going to get. Yeah. So if you enjoy the Pelicans, if you want to follow a little bit of Zion, um, go follow old Mikey Shumes. Um, and if you're listening to this first time, uh, we, we brought him on. He's a Pelicans fan. He's also a friend of the podcast. Uh, if you want to follow me, I'm at Daniel Greer. But we're going to go ahead and get into the game that happened tonight. Like I said, we were recording on a Saturday night. It was sad. It was a. It was actually a really good game. Uh, I'm not going to lie. It was um, – let me look at the box score real quick. I think the Grizzlies – yeah, they had two points, uh, up on two points in the first quarter. Pelicans came and won that second quarter by a point. Even – at the third and then it was just it was a totally different game in the fourth quarter and it was a 28 to 18 and i know at one point they went on like a 16 to 2 run it was, it was just it was a weird game what do you attribute to the the weird ending in the fourth quarter was it the shooting was it you know somebody you think took over like what what stood out to you the most to end that game so I think throughout the game, kind of the storyline was our stars playing better than your stars, but you are everyone else playing better than our everyone else. Right. And then just at the end, Eric Bledsoe stepping up and hitting a few big shots, I think um, kind of ended up being the difference maker, which is always how it is with the Pelicans right now is, you know what you're going to get from Zion and you know what you're going to get from BI. Lonzo, especially lately has been pretty consistent. So then it's just like, are you going to have another source? And, uh, and we didn't until the last four minutes of the game, whenever Eric Bledsoe started hitting some of those catch-and-shoot threes. Yeah, uh, I had Bledsoe on my fantasy team. Not happy about it. I wasn't happy um, <laughs> because I'd already pretty much won the week. But uh, as you were talking about, uh, Zion, 29 points, four rebounds, five assists, and 33 minutes. Uh, Brandon Ingram, another solid game, 27 points, 12 rebounds, three assists. That That's what... That's impressive because of what he's doing, rebounding the ball tonight. Um, and I don't follow him very closely throughout the year, so I don't know his exact numbers, but 
him him rebounding tonight was definitely something that didn't go as noticed until late in the game, and he grabbed a lot of crucial uh, rebounds. But uh, Lonzo had a, a, a decent game, uh, 16.7 rebounds, 7 assists. It seemed like it was quiet. I, I didn't notice him throughout the entire game, which in the end, if you can put up a, a stat line of 16, 7, and 7 quietly, that just means you're going about your business, keeping your head down. He just didn't really just do anything that stood out the whole night. Uh, Bledsoe, as you said, uh, some big threes down the, down the stretch, 21 points, four rebounds, five assists and your bench. It's just not good. I, 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 there's, there's, yeah, there's no way of sure coding it. And Steven Adams was not good tonight. Uh, I know that he actually had a plus 23, which is so weird on four points. Um, uh, and him only grabbing two rebounds and an assist bad night, but he's plus 23, which is what you said. If the starters absolutely killed our starters. And I know JV, uh, Jonas Alanchunas did not start that game due to coming off of COVID, but it was just a weird game overall because the starters of the Pelicans just easily beat the Grizzlies. And then once the bench units came in, it kind of worked itself out, but it just was not a good night. Uh, let me go with the Grizzlies stat line real quick. Kyle Anderson, another good night, 21 points, four rebounds, four assists. Dang, not much. Tillman, not much. Uh, and John ja Morant, I, I won't say he didn't have a good game because he did put up 16 points, nine assists, and three rebounds. But it was just not – it's not the same jaw that we've been been known to see. Um, and the last one, uh, Jonas Valanciunas, he had the 23 points, seven rebounds, and two assists. Um, everybody else played decent, but nobody else stood out. But going back to jaw. Have you seen a lot of him, a lot of his games this year? And are you impressed? Is it just, do you, do you see something different than you've seen in the past? Or is this really your first time you've really been able to watch a full game of him? Yeah, this will be the first time I've watched a full game. I just uh, kind of out of respect to my wife, who isn't a big sports fan, I try to limit my games to mostly just Pelicans games. Same here. Uh, so every now and then if there's like another big kind of big national TV game on, you know, I might catch that one. Uh, but, you know, I see the highlight packages and I know what he's capable of. Um, I think the Pelicans had a, a good game plan. You know, I mean, he shot, I can't imagine he normally shoots five or six threes a game because I know that's not no. his strong suit. Um, and, and so I talked about Lonzo and you, you mentioned he didn't have a ton of points. He hit early on, which kind of kept him in the game in the first, but he also guarded Ja. Like if, if Ja was in, Zoe was in and he guarded him pretty much the whole game. And I think keeping Ja at 16 on, I don't have the stats in front of me, but I'd say Zop, Y'all probably took at least 16 shots. 14. Five of 14. Just 14? Okay. One so, of five from uh, from deep. Yeah, so I'll hold him to, to 33% for the game, making him shoot five threes. I mean, there's there's some team st- schematics in that too, but um, I think kind of taking him out of his game a little bit. I don't know why they stopped going. They went under his picks a lot, and then he hit one – that one three he hit. They're right. like, oh, now i got to go over. What do you do? Because that's whenever he started – tearing us up a little bit that's whenever that assist number started to climb so i think it's that second quarter i think it's where it uh started changing a little bit there yeah um yeah it was just um it was a weird game and, and i say that you know just in the in a good way it was just it was back and forth the whole time but john never really got off zion just was a beast the whole night uh, i love zion I, i'm a duke fan i hate that i have to cheer against him because any, if he'd have went anywhere else, minus uh, maybe Atlanta, uh, playing a long tray, then I, I could have easily cheered for him every single game, watched every single game, uh, just because I, I love the guy. And he, he's a very good player, but um, I have to absolutely hate him. Um, and so I'm going to. 
I will not allow uh, my bias to to get in there of my my Duke fanship. Uh, but it was a uh, I think it was a really good game. If you look at the numbers, I, and I know plus and minus is not everything, but a minus twenty five out of jaw. And you look at the other starters. Uh, Kyle Anderson was uh, minus six. Dang was uh, minus thirteen. Tillman minus four, and Brooks was minus ten. So he easily was a minus 12 more than Dang, which was minus 13. Nobody else was barely in double digits. So it's just weird that that Ja himself was a minus 25, but the rest of his starters were not as bad. So I don't know if it was just due to rotations or what, but uh, it was. Yeah, just- I'd say at least part of that, like Kyle, you said, Anderson was only a minus six. Well, he played a ton with the bench, and our, right. our bench units never do very well. They've been better since we started going to Hernan Gomez as our third big, but our bench units are where we always go down. So, yeah. Well, uh, yeah, the bench unit did bad tonight, but you pulled out a win. So let's talk a little bit about the Pelicans. So you are now 10 and 12. Uh, let's see where you're ranked in the conference. So you are now 12th, which is one game right behind Memphis, um, which is Memphis is at nine and nine and they've dropped their last three. And the Pelicans are now on a three-game win streak, five and five over the last ten. What do you see? What's your outlook for the Pelicans? Um, do you see this being a playoff team, or do you think that you know, if it, just as I guess as a Memphis Grizzlies fan, if we're good and we make the playoffs, great. If we're not, I want to be in the lottery and, and get another good pick and start heading the right direction. So, how do you feel about your Pelicans team? I feel better about them lately. Um, I mean, there's just a lot of new stuff that went into this season. I don't know if um, – so I'm on Pelican's Twitter, so I feel like I'm sure I experienced a very different side of Twitter. Uh, Zion is the longest tenured member of the team. No way. Yeah, because the, the trade with L.A. happened after Zion had already been picked. So Lonzo, B.I., all of the – every single person on the team has been on the team less than Zion, who's played 40 games. Wow. <laughs> so – take that and then add in a new coach and just new players and system. There's just a lot of change. Yeah. And then the Pelicans have played an unbelievably tough schedule. I mean, Clippers, Lakers, Utah twice, like they've just had a brutal start. So there's been some ugly stuff at the beginning and there's some stuff like I'm not a big Bledsoe fan. He ended up hitting some big shots tonight and he does that. Like he'll have some, some games where he shoots, but it's just like, I think he's overrated. I'd love to get rid of him, trade him for something. Uh, Another big is what I'd really like, or at least a small forward. But um, I think, you know, I think the Pelicans have a, have a really good core. Um, and I think they could play to win this year or they could play to, to try to just develop some guys. But I think they need to make maybe one or two moves. And for a while, I was real big on the trade Lonzo train. But I mean, his last five or six games, he's shooting like 47% from three over like a, a long streak now. And he's an unbelievable defender. So. Yeah, and that's what the other thing I was going to go down um, is trade. So you're not a big, Lon, you know, a big trade Lonzo now. You were, but not now. So you think I wouldn't hate it if they did because okay. he's going to be expensive after this year. So because he's on know. an expiring contract, correct? Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, well, I'm just looking for one. I have to ask the question: Where is Melly? Like he is the he's ultimate. Awful. He's the put ultimate. Him, put him back in killer. Italy. <laughs> I'm man, this dude. I, I haven't looked. Melly's probably a minus a hundred on the season already. What? He, he, he's not shooting well at all. He's shooting terribly, which is his only thing. And he's like 
afraid to shoot. Like that's why you're in the game is to shoot. Right. He's, he's got to be shooting under 30% on the season. Um, and he's a, a terrible defensive player. So if he's not shooting and scoring, he's useless. And that's, he's been terrible this season. So what trades do you think y'all make? Um, JJ Redick, it, he's obviously on an expiring contract, probably would like to go to a contender uh, because he is a veteran. So do you do him the, do him right by sending him and not get much back? Or are you saying, hey, we have to actually get something back because we want to still win? And so is it holding out for that as well? I, I think that – I do think JJ will be gone, and I think either Lonzo or Bledsoe will be gone by the trade deadline um, just because – the Pelicans have got guards. So Kyra, Kyra Lewis played pretty well tonight. Yeah. And he hasn't gotten a whole lot of burn this season, but he's great. I love him. Na didn't play at all. He's been kind of struggling lately, but Nikhil's another solid player. So like those are our guards of the future. And right now they've got too many guys ahead of them that, you know, Bledsoe doesn't have a future in New Orleans. Right. Uh, JJ doesn't have a future there. If we're, if we're competing, then yeah, I can see keeping them, but I'd just as soon get rid of them, start developing some of these younger guys because B.I. and Zion are the future. Build around them, see what you got, start getting those younger guys some reps. How do you feel about um, Steven Adams? I love Steven Adams. Really? Steven okay. Adams. Oh, my God. I, Steven, so like you said tonight, you know, he, he's not a stat chaser. He doesn't go crazy hard trying to get stuff, but he's a plus 23. He's always in the right spots. He's, you know, he makes big plays. He keeps guys off the board. So like tonight he maybe didn't get a whole lot of rebounds. Right. He normally but does. He does a good job of keeping like Valanciunas off the glass. He's, he's keeping guys off the glass. So guys like Josh Hart, who's the third leading rebounding guard in the in the league, I think. You know, Hart gets comes in and gets rebounds because Adams is holding the guys off. So uh I absolutely love him. I loved that pickup. I'm crazy about Steven Adams. Yeah, so he's averaging 10.1 rebounds a game. Uh, but, and, and obviously, like, he, like you said, he did have two rebounds this game. The two games prior, 12 rebounds and 13 rebounds. So the guy is a rebounding machine. That's what he's known for. I don't know if I love the fit next to him. And, and you could probably talk me in, into it or out of it. But the Steven Adams next to Zion, I know it makes sense because you get a smaller guy onto Zion and you don't have Zion having to actually guard their center. So it's not an ultimate mismatch. I just think that there's a better way of using Steven Adams. If you're going to have him on the team, he has to be more of a clear out uh, center. I think there's other centers that could do this exact same job with pretty much rebounding the ball and, but also clearing out the lane for Zion, because I feel like uh, just watching tonight, even though Zion did get his 29 points, there's just not a free flow of the offense uh, when Steven, Steven Adams is out there. And I feel like he clogs the lane just a little bit. So do you think that is true? Do you think somebody else could come in there and kind of take that position? Or do you just think, no, he's doing the right thing and I'm, I'm all in for Adams and Zion? Zion Williamson is a terrible defender. True. He, he gets lost all the time. He'll make some highlight blocks and stuff because he's a freak athlete. But he's a Zion at the five is bad. Okay. So if you want to play a stretch center, you have to have a guy like like a Miles Turner, okay. who's still like an elite rim protector. Um, but somebody like that's just more expensive, you know. Um, I think Stephen Adams is always in the right spot. The dude is a, your classic team first. Like, I don't care about stats. I'm not number chasing. Like, if we're winning, like, that's all I care about. 
super professional. I absolutely, I love Steven Adams. He's probably legitimately my favorite player on the team, just as far as, as kind of what he's, you know, Zion's more fun. B.I. is unbelievably right. talented, but like Steven Adams, what he brings is phenomenal. And like you, you pointed out tonight, he was plus 23 in a 10-ish point game. I've already forgotten yeah. the final, but um, I'm pretty sure he leads the team in plus minus. Wow. For the yeah. whole season, so. I haven't watched uh, probably a whole game uh, front to back on, on the Pelicans this year, but I, I haven't seen what I've, um, anything I've seen, I haven't loved it. Tonight it worked. So I, I guess that maybe it was just finding their right, uh, I guess their fit, because they're still filling each other out. Like you said, Zion's played in the NBA 40 games, and now he's played, what, 22 this year? Uh, you know your record, uh, but 20-ish games this year. And so they play 20 games together. So I think that, yes, they can grow and figure each other out, especially with a smart player such as Steven Adams is, uh, as you said. So uh, maybe you're talking me into it. Not yet. Not yet. I hope he still sucks uh, probably in about a week. So the, the Grizzlies will play uh, on TNT against these Pelicans coming up. It is the it is the Tuesday, 2-16, so February 16th. Uh, they will play on TNT at, uh, at at the Grindhouse, so it'll be a good game. It'll be an early game. Uh, no more of these late games. God, I hate them. Um, they're, they're a little bit late. It's been uh, brutal. Yeah, getting a little bit late tonight as well here. Uh, but just kind of going over the Pelicans stretch real quick. This week coming up, so you have the Rockets, uh, which is Tuesday, and then you uh, go on the road on a back-to-back on with travel. You go to the Bulls on Wednesday. And then you had the Mavericks Friday, and then you finish out the week with the Pistons on Sunday. So let's kind of turn it on you, and we'll kind of and we'll kind of do the same thing for the Grizzlies, Rockets, Bulls, Mavericks, Pistons. How do you see your week going? Can you give me any predictions on a record? I think they should be able to go three and one. Okay. Um, and I feel like they turn it. You know, like you said earlier, they're on their their first three game win streak of the season. Right. Um, but things have turned around. So here's a, a thing that you might not know. You know. Be surprised if you know. So Hernan Gomez has been the first big off the bench in the last three games. Mm-hmm. And that's our three game winning streak. That's because mm-hmm. they finally benched Melly. They finally benched Jackson Hayes and Hernan Gomez. He's not phenomenal, but he's just solid. He knows where to be. He's in the right spots. He's not a negative. And I think there's a definite correlation between those two facts. And so we lost to the Rockets a couple of days ago. And that was like one of the last games where Jackson Hayes got a lot of minutes because the dude just gets lost. He's right. a space cadet. So <laughs> um, I, I think that's a, that's a, a very winnable game. I think the bulls is a winnable game. Uh, the Mavericks are always going to be tough. You know, we just kind of have to see how that goes. Uh, but then I think the Pistons are winnable. So the way we're playing right now, the, and this last week has been the best stretch that they've played all season. So if that continues, if what this is, is, them building off of some success, then I could see them going at least three and one. Well, the good thing for this is the Rockets are playing um, in Charlotte Monday night, and they're hopping on a plane and coming to New Orleans to play on a back-to-back against the Pelicans. So you're catching them on the second half of the back-to-back, and then obviously um, that you're going to play yourself a back-to-back, which you're playing the Bulls. So that the changeup, uh, I feel like that favors you. If you had to be on one side of that schedule, I, I think you're definitely more favored to go against the Bulls on the back-to-back. If you go two and two, upset? 
It would depend on the play. Um, because one of the things I've really noticed this year, man, anybody, it feels like anyone can beat anyone on any, any given night. Like the Raptors have been so bad, which is shocking. Um, but like, so when we lost to the Rockets and the Kings in back-to-back games, I was upset, right. <laughs> you know? Uh, so it just kind of depends. But if, as long as we're playing the way we play tonight, playing hard, you know, the guys were really engaged defensively. That's one of the big things is just getting them to kind of buy into the system on defense. Um, you know, I'm not miserable. It's still early and we still got time to see, but I'm pleased with what they've been doing lately. Yeah. The good thing about the Rockets team is John Wall, Victor Olandipo have not, they've been kind of switching out on back-to-backs. They did that with the Grizzlies. So more than likely you won't catch both of them at the same time. Um, you just want to probably, hopefully you catch, uh, the Olandipo, uh, when he's playing in John Wall sitting, you don't want to have the opposite because when Olandipo sits, they are they're much better because he is a little overrated in my opinion but uh let's hop over to the grizzlies real quick so and we'll kind of end it on this uh we've been talking a lot of pelicans and uh and i and i thank you for that we we always like to hear the other side of the ball but on the other side let's hear about our team here is there anyone on our team outside of ja or you know anybody just major that you think of is you know just obvious there's somebody that you love on this team or a player or two? Uh, so there, there's some different things to it. And, and y'all's team, it just felt like an incomplete team tonight because y'all are missing so much. So I know I wasn't watching your normal squad. Like I, I love, uh, you know, what do you, I don't know if y'all call him Triple J or yeah. JJJ, whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but, you know, I love his game. Um, I've been really impressed with him. And then um, uh, Clark. Brandon Clark. Yep. He was yeah. actually missing. Okay. I forgot. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, y'all, yeah, y'all were missing a couple of big names. Um, my biggest thought watching y'all play is I would hate to be in your shoes and have to cheer for a team that Grayson Allen is on. That Whoa. just seems brutal. <laughs> I love Grayson Allen. Hate Grayson Allen. Hate <laughs> because him. he's not on your team. I, yeah, I don't think anybody except the team that has him. And even then, I bet you, I bet his teammates hate him. I bet like when he got traded from Utah, Donovan Mitchell was like, thank God. <laughs> so, so funny story. He's actually like a, a really cool dude off the court. Not that I know him personally. I've had, I've heard many interviews with him. Uh, as I said earlier, I'm a Duke fan. So I followed him during his tripping seasons uh, late into his career. But off the court, he's like a super chill, like dude, like just just one of the boys, and and he's friends with a lot of people in the team, and they play video games, and they and they have a good time. But he's very different than what he's known to be. It's kind of just a, a guy who is tripping everybody and just kind of being annoying. Uh, but uh, from from my understanding, he's actually like a cool dude, which is weird. You're like, all right, I could actually hang out with that guy all night, and we could, you know have a few beers and, uh, and just kind of just enjoy, enjoy the night. But, but yeah, I could definitely see you not liking him. Uh, so what are your thoughts on, uh, Desmond Bain? Did you see any of him tonight? I didn't see him do much tonight. I know he was in there. Um, and I, it could be that I just kind of missed it. You know, I don't. Yeah, no, that's why I was wondering if he just stood out to you. So, uh, Desmond Bain went one of five for shooting. Um, be, uh, I'm sorry, three pointer. He, he was at some point leading uh, the percentage, three-point percentage in the entire league. And he normally is a 
a good two for three, three for four night uh, beyond the arc. So tonight was a bad sh- uh, shooting for him. So that's why I was curious. Um, Jay, yeah, at one point I thought y'all were going to be eighty percent from the three point line tonight. <laughs> After that first quarter's good lord, every single yeah. one of them. Yeah. Uh, well, as the Grizzlies go, we're we're super streaky. Um, Jonas Valanciunas, any thoughts on him? We'll kind of wrap up the players real quick. He played great. I thought. I mean. I'm impressed with how, cause he's a Rouge, right? He's kind of a Steven Adams type player, right, right. but he's been able to stretch his range out, but you just don't usually see the bruising type of guys that are able to do that. You see the guys that are more skill and finesse, like a, like a Brooke Lopez and, and to an extent, Mark Gasol. I know Mark Gasol is maybe a little bit more of a bruiser, especially like earlier in his Memphis days, but you don't usually see those types extend their game the way that Valanciunas has. So that was pretty impressive. And he's just, He's the kind of guy, like, I would like having Valanciunas on my team, too. Like, he's yeah. just solid. You know what you're going to get out of him. Yeah, I, I think that uh, Valanciunas, personally, I think he's a top-10 center in the league just because he has the ability to score, rebound, and stretch out now. He hasn't done that uh, forever. He just, in the last two years since he's been uh, Memphis, he's starting to stretch out and shoot more threes, and so that was his uh, kind of plan. Uh, so let's get predictions on the uh, this week coming up. Uh, Monday night, they uh, have the Raptors at home. Then they uh, welcome the Hornets um, at home as well on Wednesday. So they, these are all day breaks in between. Then you have a Friday game at Lakers and then on the road again Sunday at the Kings. So you at home, Raptors, home, Hornets, on the road, Lakers, on the road, Kings. How do you think the Grizzlies go this week? I feel like they should be able to go two and two, um, minimum. Um, so I, I think that you should be able to beat the Hornets and you should be able to beat the Kings. I think those should be two pretty winnable games. And my, my favorite stat right now is the best offense in the league is just whoever's playing the Kings that night. <laughs> so that should be a fun one to watch. Uh, I can tell you having watched the, the Pelicans play the first game, I didn't watch the second one. That was the one they'd already lost by the time I was free. So I just didn't watch it, but right. I mean, Zion absolutely feast against it. They have no rim protection. So that should be a fun game to watch Giant for sure. Oh, yeah. Well, the only problem with that is uh, De'Aaron Fox loves to beat up on Ja. Like, that's literally – I think he circles Ja Morant games <laughs> on his schedule. and it, does that to Lonzo, too. <laughs> it's ridiculous. He just absolutely eats Ja up. And the way Ja's playing, that will not be a pretty sight. So, um, it scares me. I, I think that this easily could be a, a one in – three week just because man we have not looked good the raptors are not that good this year either but it doesn't take much to have somebody come out and get hot um and then the hornets can easily get hot lakers that's going to be a tough one they're going to probably set a guy or two but you're you're still going to be down unless we we start bringing back more players and then the kings fox always eats up john morant so i i'm not saying my debbie downer for us this week but it's gonna look bad. I'm I'm happy, thrilled with a two and two week, um, and that normally, even though I picked us to uh, to I guess go three and one uh, this past week, but we did definitely did not do that either. So, um, all right, anything else you have on the Grizzlies or Pelicans before we uh, wrap this up? I have one more note for my list that we didn't all right. talk about at all. All right, I want to know what you think is worse: Dylan Brooks's shooting form or Kyle Anderson's hair whoa <laughs> um 
the form of Dylan Brooks. I yeah, because I know he's that. a pretty good shooter, right? Like, yeah, he normally uh, shoots fairly well. well God, it's ugly. His selection of shots, if you just said Dylan Brooks, black hole selection of shots, <laughs> and then Kyle Anderson's hair, I would have taken Kyle Anderson's hair. Because <laughs> Dylan Brooks takes some of the worst, worst timed shots ever. When he gets the ball, dribble, 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 dribble. All right, nobody's open because you haven't passed it. Like, literally, you're doing nothing. You're still standing there. I don't get it. The so, uh, the Pelicans broadcast early on was like, well, so the Grizzlies are one for six so far, and Dylan Brooks is 0 for four. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, love it. How does uh, anything that stood out to the, uh, I guess, the announcers with the Pelicans that, that you caught from the game that they talk about with the Grizzlies at all, just from the other side? They gush over. I, I think the Pelicans probably, and uh, this is maybe me being biased, but I think they have a really unbiased crew. Um, you know, they get really excited about other guys, and they, I mean, they compliment Jaw just the whole game. Okay. Talk about what a great lead guard he is, and, and how he, him getting into the paint does everything for the Grizzlies, and how strong their team is because he kind of initiates that, you know? Yeah. Uh, so they really, really gushed a lot about that. Um, they talked a lot about, um, Valanciunas's play especially early on when he was on pace for 52 points <laughs> right. um so that was the, the the big thing they talked about was jaw and just kind of how he creates and they kept I mean, like every time he got somebody which is still pretty often just like you just got to keep i know it's hard to do he's he's an unbelievable player but you just can't let him get past you because that's whenever the grizzlies start start tearing you up is when you let john morant get in the lane well good i like hearing about that because there's a lot of bias uh, you know, commentators and announcers out there. And I just, I, I did not, I had, I have cable, whatever, but they, whatever my streaming, I had YouTube TV and they dropped all the Fox sports regional networks, whatever. And so I was literally not illegally streaming. I was borrowing a friend's passcode, we'll say. <laughs> um, and I'd always have to hear the other team's announcers and they're so bad at times because they just are so biased. So I, I was, I'm, I'm happy to hear that there's a team because I take pride in that uh, the Grizzlies announcers, they will talk high about the other players and they'll keep it real, uh, very real. And they kept it real tonight, um, especially against the refs. Do you think that was a lot of missed calls tonight personally from your side of the, of the play? They definitely let them play physical. I noticed towards in, in the second half that Zion got a lot of whistles. And I noticed that because Zion gets no whistles he gets that shack treatment because he's so big and strong right. but a lot of like pelicans twitter like they love to put like highlight reels after the games of like here's all of the fouls that weren't called against Zion, and you just see him just getting crushed by people um so they definitely let a lot of stuff get away in this game i think which just always makes me nervous just yeah. i don't know such a, just letting it get too physical but um it wasn't anything that I noticed really badly. There were a couple that kind of made me chuckle, like that one where I think it was Brooks jumped up, grabbed Stephen Adams' arm, and, and they challenged it. And like, yeah, no, that's still a foul on Stephen Adams. I was like, for what? <laughs> yeah, so, uh, well, the funny thing is, is Zion had 11 free throw shots, uh, attempts tonight. And so that's when I saw, all right, well, he's getting a whistle. Ja was not. Ja got hit in the head by Lonzo one time. Uh, on the shot and he had to go actually to the locker room right before the half and so and then the the goaltending um oh, on that had, same play yeah yeah yeah. Uh, yeah oh yeah on the uh dylan brooks play so yeah. yeah it wasn't terrible but they were the the rest were so sloppy tonight that it was just kind of like all right 
figure it's it been out. A rough year for the refs, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and they're you know they're probably battling some issues too. But uh, but anyway, uh, well well thanks for coming on. This was a blast. Uh, I, I've enjoyed it. I know we haven't talked since I think the last podcast we did yeah. on the Pelicans uh, breakdown of that team. Uh, was that last year? I do. I think that was yeah before last season, or maybe it was like before going into the bubble or something. Yeah, because I, I feel think, like I had some Zion under my belt when we talked about it. Yeah, I don't remember. I know. Uh, yeah, it's, it's been at least a year, I do believe. Uh, yeah. but I think it was going to that last season. So, well, cool, man. Uh, well, real quick, give us again how people can follow you. Uh, right now, best way to find me is on Twitter is at Shumner. S-C-H-U-M-N-E-R. Don't, Mikey Shumes. Don't Google or put in any kind of uh, information on Twitter. Mikey Shumes, you will find <laughs> nothing. Uh, don't tell the people at where his uh, work is. They are trying to find him as well. They can't find him. Nobody can find him. You can't find him on the internet. But, uh, but man, I, I appreciate it. Uh, thank you uh, for coming on and hanging out with us for a little bit right after the game. So this will come out on Monday. But I uh, wanted to kind of get immediate reactions. I was hoping this was uh, your loss, and so I can just talk trash to you the whole night. Uh, but it didn't happen, man. But, uh, but once again, thank you for coming on. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Once again, I want to say thank you to Mikey Shooms, as you're all going to know him. We're not letting him have his actual real government name. Mikey Shooms is where we'll go. But let's get into a little bit of the Grizzlies. I know we're coming off of a weird, weird week. We had a seven-game win streak. We were to the moon, as our Dogecoin goes. But that's how we felt with these Grizzlies. And we are coming back to Earth quickly. It was a seven-game win streak. We felt really good, but now we're on a three-game losing streak. We obviously had a scheduled loss when we had to go on the road on a back-to-back against the Pacers. They're a very good team. They play you know, very similar to how we play. And then it was the Rockets, who we didn't show up against. And then the Pelicans. Our pesky enemy, the Pelicans. You heard Mikey Shums go through it a little bit, as well as eyes. We kind of detailed the game. So I don't want to dig into it anymore, but... My, my simple question to this team is, can we go when Ja doesn't have it? When Ja isn't going off, when he doesn't play like the superstar that he actually is. And yes, he is a superstar and will be in this league for many years to come. I know out of frustration, I could speak for example myself, but... Frustration sometimes will lead you to questioning some people, such as Ja. He hasn't played well, and I know in last year, and it's kind of become a big thing, and and Ryan this week even put it out in Twitter, that he just hasn't looked the same. For whatever reason, he just hasn't. And last year, when I when I voiced my frustration to somebody else in the in the Grizzlies community, Jaw saw it. And that's where the hashtag no chip came up because I felt like he didn't have that chip on his shoulder. He wasn't playing with the fire that he has to have to be a superstar in this league. And so I hope that Jaw finds his fire because if you've seen 
He did not have a good game against the Pacers. And it's how these teams are playing him. The Rockets, same thing. The entire team didn't show up then. And then the Pelicans. He had a good quarter, but that was it. And we all thought it was maybe Drew Holiday in the past that was playing so well that he just couldn't get off against the Pelicans. I don't know what it is, but he does not play well against the Pelicans. And I have something of bad news. This week, we're going against this nemesis. Last game of week seven, we have a game against... Whoop, go back. This is week eight, Daniel. Hello. Week eight, we play Mr. Fox, De'Aaron Fox. And we know that De'Aaron Fox gets up for games against Ja. He's owned him in the past. So we need to figure this thing and figure it out quick. Tonight, you're going to hear this before the game because I know you downloaded. And I know you subscribe. You don't rate or review. But we know you subscribe because we, we see the numbers jumping up. But tonight against the Raptors, we're at home. We're a two-point underdog. We should not be at home. We have fans in the building. We are better than this Raptors team. I want to see Mr. Jonas Valanciunas, a top 10 center in this league, start the game and show everybody in Toronto land why he is so good. Because us Memphians, we know that he is really good. But let's recap the week real quick. Our last win of the seven-game win streak came against the, the Spurs. That seems like forever ago. But it was a 133-102 to 102 win. We went on the road that night, got in late, played against the Pacers. 116-134, that game was not that close. It was a 30-point loss. Easy. Then you had the Rockets. Man, that game was frustrating. The Rockets just came out and just beat us from the very beginning. And yes, it was a 115-103 loss. That was also a 30-game, I'm sorry, 30-point game that ended up not being that close. So, back-to-back games, we should have lost by 30. But then we go against the Pelicans. We're on the road, yes, and we played good the entire game, as, as uh, you heard us break it down earlier. But that fourth quarter, we lost by 10 points. And the Pelicans, to, to their, you know, being a good, solid team, maybe they, they're a little bit older than we are, in their quarters, they put up 31 points, 29 points, 30 points, 28 points. Well, if you listen to the Grizzlies line, 33 points in the first quarter, 28, 30 Sounds all close, right? Fourth quarter, 18 points. That cannot happen. We cannot have a quarter where we only put up 18 points and think we have a chance to beat any NBA team. So, boys, fans, I know it's getting a little weird. And, yet yeah, we did just see Tom Brady win another Super Bowl because he is the GOAT. But fans, we gotta get we gotta rally behind this team. We are a good, solid team. We are a playoff team this year. I know we are. We will eventually get Jaron Jackson Jr. Justice Winslow back. They're coming. We don't need to make trades. We're okay. Dylan Brooks. 
Can you hear me? Relax. Quit shooting the ball. When you don't have it, pass. Okay, that's from a little special note from us Grizzlies fans to you. Please, relax. Pass the ball. You don't have it right now, and that's okay. We need you to pass the ball and quit shooting because it looks horrible. But let's preview the week. Like I said, tonight it is Raptors coming into town. 7 o'clock game. We're a two-point underdog. I do believe we will win this game. We're due. We need to win tonight. And then we go a night break. Wednesday night at 7 o'clock, we welcome the Hornets in town. The Hornets are good. They can be good. We are better. We're going to win that game again. But this is when it gets tricky. We go on the road to the Lakers. 7 o'clock, I'm sorry, 9 o'clock game, late game, out on the West Coast. Sandeep says the best coast. But we're playing the Lakers 9 o'clock. That's a loss, okay? If we win that game, great. But let's go ahead and schedule the loss. And then the Kings on the road. The Kings are good. They don't play much defense, but we do. If we can somehow make sure that we play our style of basketball, which they will play their style, which is our style, it's up and down the floor, not much defense, except for we play defense and we still get up and down the court. I think that's actually a very winnable game because of the style of play. The only thing that scares me is Mr. Fox, De'Aaron Fox. And with that, I'm going to schedule that a loss. And I know you're probably thinking, no, we can beat a Kings team. They're not that great. Well, they're playing better than we are right now. And that's just plain and simple. De'Aaron Fox, he, he's playing really good. And he always plays well against Josh. So I'm going to go ahead and schedule that a loss. So it's a two and two week. It's not bad. That puts us at 11 and 11. Okay. We're still right there in the hunt. We're not losing much ground, if any. There's a lot of these teams that are going to be sticking around 500 for a while. If we can hold on 500 through the first half of the schedule, we will be fine. Everybody, take a deep breath. Relax. It was a weird week. We went from very high to very low. And as Josh says, don't get too high, don't get too low. He's bouncing back tonight as we welcome in the Toronto Raptors. So there's not much else I can say. It's, it's, been, it's been a really, really fun week. Um, as I talked about last night, we saw the GOAT win another game, another Super Bowl. Tom Brady was so much fun. I hope you all got to see that and, and appreciate of the, the good competitive professionalism that is Tom Brady. You might not love him, and that's okay. You might not like the way or things he does either with his play or off the field, and that's okay. But the guy knows how to win. And so I always try to respect people that just know how to win. But as you know, we always try to get us out of here, and hopefully this is a positive week. So I want to have some fun. 
And so this week, we have a quote. Never, ever underestimate the importance of having fun. One more time. Never, ever underestimate the importance of having fun. I hope you're having fun with me. I hope you're having fun with Clutch Time. I hope you're going to our podcast, wherever you can find our podcast. And you're going to go down to the Rate tab and give us those five, five stars. And then slide me in a note. Tell Ryan how awesome I am. And just let him know, Daniel is the best. Daniel's number one. Daniel is the best. Daniel's number one. Daniel is the best. Daniel's number one. Sorry. Sorry. I apologize. Got a little carried away. But I just want to say thank you again. This has been a blessing, a lot of fun. I know we do have a Mavs guy coming up in a couple weeks. Uh, That'll be on the 22nd podcast. This week is a little weird. It's Valentine's Day. Don't know what I'm going to do. I, um, I don't know. If you have any thoughts, I might bring the old wifey on here. Is that a present to you? To me? I, I, don't, I don't know. That's a, if that's the right thing to do, the wrong thing to do. So if you hear her, she approved. And if you don't hear her, she probably disapproved. But we'll see. Uh, but I have nothing else. We have a fun week of basketball. Football's over. It's basketball season. We are the main sport on right now before baseball gets going. And we have hockey's going, but I don't really pay attention to that here in Memphis. But but let's have a good week. Let's have a fun week. Thank you for listening. Please go rate, review. I am at Daniel Greer. You can follow the podcast at Free Basketball 3. Always follow the lead sports media, putting out top quality t- content at the lead sm thank you again to mikey shooms he's the man it was a blast and congrats on their family i think he said they're six weeks away life will only change for him but shout out miss shooms she is doing all the work mr shooms well you better just be uh, there to hold her hand and keep her happy because i know i did it twice and it's not an easy job but you've got to make sure you do a good job. So that's all we have this week. Thank you again for listening. Be nice and tell your friends.